Hey guys, welcome to Two Men On. We have a grand slam from across the pond today. The European invasion here on TMO. Mark Wampler of the Richmond Rebels and Ernest, and if I get this right, Bjork Hell of the Helsinki Falcons, the two-time champion Helsinki Falcons, and of course the uh, the uh, inaugural BDL champion Rebels, both with with us today here on TMO. Of course, I'm your host, uh, Scotty, and Johnny on the other end. Johnny, what's going on today? Oh, uh, we're just relaxing, getting ready for the day. Uh, 10 a.m. here, uh, I think it's something like 4 p.m. Out, out where the guys are. Um, yeah, it's about quarter past four now. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you guys, Mark and Ern. Oh, great to hear you. Okay, good deal. Ern, how's the weather over there? Sunny and nice, around 20 degrees. <laughs> Enjoyable. <laughs> now, 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 20, now, 20 is about 75 Fahrenheit. Oh, so we're talking Celsius here. Yep, yep, yep. Ah. Okay, well, that's not bad. And that's not bad. We have, we have got, we've got pretty good weather out here today in, in good old Virginia. But, uh, oh, yeah. Got my first pike yesterday, so I enjoy life right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, uh, we're going to be looking at some early season, uh, first month reflections uh, in this show as well as and we're going to be going in-depth with a Q&A session with both Mark and Ernest uh, here in just a little bit. Um, so we'll kick things right off and, and, and taking a look at the first few weeks of the season, Johnny. Um, you know, I think there have been definitely a, a few surprises. Um, we have some teams that are that are performing better than than at least I anticipated, and some that are uh, not really living up to things at the moment. Uh, what do you see coming out there? Uh, well, I mean, I like what the uh, what the epidemic has done. I know there's been some talk. We even uh, mentioned them. Uh, Podcast here, we discussed them. Um, they're a nice team coming up, uh, really hammering some guys early on. Um, but two of the the teams I never expected to do anything are really the Woo and the, the Billy Goats, and I and I look at them and they're they're constantly competing three weeks in a row. It looks like four weeks here, and um, I'm wondering now if if uh, Scott had him trade away uh, Carlos Pena to the Aggies, what what maybe he could have been even even better than this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Of course, you know, from my perspective, being in the East Division, it's been, um, you know, it's been something to, to watch uh, Matt and, and his Epidemic squad uh, perform this well. Of course, we're sitting at number six in the power rankings at the moment. Um, they, they've really stormed out of the gate, and, you know, I, I, I'm guilty as charged as, as having called them a, a non-playoff team, a good team, but a non-playoff team, I, I think, in our season preview show. But uh, I tell you, the way things are looking, they, they may just make a uh, they may make it tough for for a few teams this year. Um, Ern, what uh, what do you think has been the key to the epidemic success so far? Oh, I'm not really sure, but his batting is extremely good so far. But to me, it's so hard because the way pe- pitching turned out this season so far is strange. I think a lot of teams has. Too high power numbers right now. Yeah. So I, I don't know really. It is. I'm confused as it is now. Yeah, definitely. When you have you know in the first several weeks of the season, you know it's things are always up and down, and and, and you have guys overperforming and and they're underperforming, and, and you know a lot of it's going to even out. And I'm, I'm sure we'll probably having a different different conversation about this maybe in a month or two. But uh, you know as it stands, there are some definite surprises. Now, Mark. Uh, um, one of my big disappointments so far this season, I see the the Wallabies um, sitting in in 14th place in the uh, in in the power rankings there um, to start the year, and uh, in the bottom of the North Division, only nine wins. Um, you know, I, I expected a lot more of that squad right out of the gate. Maybe they're going to heat up, and I, I don't know. What what do you think in, in that situation? Well, I mean, I'm surprised that you are. That uh, that Brent's team is no better than nine and nineteen. Um, the biggest thing I see with him is a little weak in pitching. Um, he, he's got the bats available. He's had some problems with uh, McCain has been out some, so he's had some things go wrong really fast early. Um, that should correct itself. Um, I still think he's a little, as far as numbers go in pitching, he needs a few more arms. 
Definitely. And I guess I could, I could say that probably with a lot of teams, but uh, I think he'll come out of it. I think he'll be more and more improved as the season goes along. Uh, yeah, I mean, they have a solid squad, and you know, I, I would, I, I really believe they are going to come out of this funk anyway. I, if they dig, dig themselves too deep a hole, um, you know, uh, our preseason predictions may may take a real shot. But um, exactly, uh, uh, you know, uh, hoping they they pull it out there. Now, now, John, you made a mention about uh, about Wrigleyville, um, John's squad, and you know, I have to agree with you there. That that's definitely been a surprise. Um, uh, on the upswing there for, for the Wu, I didn't expect them to, to kind of come out this strong as well. Uh, what do you think has been the key in that situation? Uh, it's, it's really tough to say. I was I've been very surprised by their pitching. Um, Ironically, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't give them any shot. I know there's been some talk that uh, I think we've said that they, they've got the worst staff in staff in the league, but uh, they're, they're not looking that way. And I think. Um, you look at a team like that, and and they seem to be getting all the wins early. And then you look at uh, the team like the Wallabies and or maybe the Bulldogs who aren't getting the wins early. Um, and I could say from my standpoint and from the damage, I think we haven't been playing as well. But uh, I think because of the weeks, uh, the way we're matching up, uh, we, we both have a lot of wins. Definitely. No, uh uh, look, looking around the league at, at a few other teams, I know, uh, of course, as Mark said, uh, pretty much everybody's looking for some arms. Um, I think Don um, made mention uh, on the forum recently that uh, his nap could really use an injection of a few arms. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's shopping around for that right now. Um, you know, Joe and his uh, Amish Brotherhood uh, certainly kind of came out of the gate you know, with making a lot of noise, but uh, have, have kind of settled back into a uh, you know, a bit of a mediocre groove. Uh, still hanging on to second place in the north, and and you, you know a lot of these teams are going to be looking for um, uh, for an injection of, of rotation help uh, pretty soon. Now, uh, where they're going to find that, I'm not so sure. Uh, Mark, uh, uh, you know, everybody who has uh, a decent arm seems hell bent on hanging on to that arm, uh, and and for good reason. They're they're hard to come by. I, um, you know, I don't know what a lot of these teams are going to do to, to remedy that situation, but uh, what do you think there? Well, let, let me inject one thing into that. I don't think it's going to be the picking up of arms as much as it's going to be of the arms coming around. Now, if you look at the team earn run averages through the first three weeks, four teams that are top contending teams have earned run averages between 482 and 549. And that's myself, the Rebels, Bulldogs, Johnny, and you, Scotty. Right. We've got five teams in the whole league that has an earned run average under four. Now, that's bad. That's very bad. And, you know, speaking just from my own perspective, um, you know, my, my arms have been okay. I, I expected a lot more. Um, strikeouts have been pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm getting a healthy amount of wins. Happy about that. But yeah, uh, ERA and WIT both have just been off the charts. It just seems, especially in the last couple weeks, it's, it's went plumb out the door. And and my thoughts entirely on this is this is just a be patient time. No knee jerk moves. It's going to come around. Sure. Um, I mean, the last game I had with Jake Peavy, um, he gave up six runs, got destroyed. Last night he pitches a two hitter, two hit shutout through eight innings. Now that's that's vintage Peavy, and the six runs are not, and that that's going to change down the road. And I think all these big ERAs will go down. It, it's almost like when the season started that this year the batters had the advantage on the pitchers, which is usually not the case. Right. Yeah, well, that well, that makes me feel good. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I, I got Josh Beckett uh, doing the same thing to me, and. Um, exactly, we, and those guys—that's not normal for them. And yeah. and I think this is going to change. It'll it'll get more back in line to what you would what you would be used to seeing on paper. Um, instead of this, you know, four ninety earn run averages and one seventy whips, you know, out of teams that should be three sixty and one thirty. Right. Absolutely. What, well, one thing that isn't isn't surprising. I lo- I'm looking at the power rankings right now, and top two teams. Uh, sitting in the South Division, on with us today. I mean, the Rebels and the Falcons. You guys have to be 
broke? Yes, then no, because they will calm down, so I'm not sure. Look at your team last year, it started off as hot as hell. And after the end of the season, you know what happened. Oh, absolutely, I know. <laughs> All at once. I wouldn't yeah. More spread out. Yeah, don't want to waste them early. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, Ern, in typical fashion, you, you and you and Mark are, are sitting there at the top of the south, separated by what is it, one game? I'm trying to eyeball right now. I uh, think it and, is. Uh, Let's one, see. One I have. Of course, Ern has a couple more ties. Yeah. Uh, 1911 0 and 18-10-2, Yeah. But uh, you know, that's that's you know that's so goes the south. That, that's that's the story in, in in the south every year. It's it's always a, a one two three four game uh, a difference there at the top. Uh, and, and always exciting, but um, you know they're they're definitely a mediocre squad right now. But I want to focus just a tad since we have you guys on on the Aggies there. I'm making a little bit of noise now. They oh, they're a little more than mediocre. Yeah, <laughs> they you know they're they're sitting only at 500, but they do have 15 wins. And if you look at the standings, they're only you know one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that have as many as 15 wins. Okay, that's not half the league. Um, what are your feelings as far as the Aggies' chances? Um, I'm not going to say necessarily making the playoffs, but they're really making more noise than we thought. The Aggies are going to make you live hard. They made me live hard last week. You know, I finished five and five against them. Um, a couple categories could have went one way or another, but that's that's beside the point. They were good enough, and even after tying them last week at five and five, we still held on to the number one in power ranking. Mm-hmm. So that says a lot about our team, but it also says a lot about the Aggies too. I mean, they stepped right in. They stayed right there the whole week. And it got kind of scary down at the end. Honestly, I was glad to come out of there with a 5-5. Yeah, they're yeah. not your daddy's uh, jolly jesters, are they? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Now, to me, what he needs is pitching, along with, you know, I can say that about a lot of the teams, but his hitting is strong, um, and he's got better closers than you give him credit for. Um, a, a couple more arms, but then again, if a couple more get back on track to doing what they should, it, it would probably make the difference, too. And like Scotty said, I don't think um, playoffs, but I think he's going to make a lot of teams live hard. Well, thanks, guys. Now, we're going to try to transition uh, into our Q&As here in just a moment. Uh, just before we do that, though, just kind of want to give a shout-out, a bit of a plug to uh, to our, our, our newest show, not on BDL, BDL Radio, but on our uh, launch of BDL TV, Stuck in the Ivy. Um, uh, hits the airwaves every week, uh, normally every week, uh, around the first of the week, and, and uh, John and, and Craig have, have done a really great job uh, with their first couple first couple episodes. It's been uh, highly entertaining, in, in my opinion. Now, we, we can't forget who the pioneers are here in, in the media realm in, in the media, okay? It, it, it's TMO all the way. You know, we, we, we started this train. It's our gig, and, um, you know, as good as a job as they do, and, and I'm, I'm great to have them... Uh, putting forth that much effort every week to do that, but, you know, we're the deal. We're the real deal. Absolutely. I mean, you said pioneer. We, I mean, what, did the, what did the children do back in the day when, when baseball was only on the radio? They they were under their covers listening to the radio with a flashlight. I mean, when you, when you come and knock PMO, I mean, that's like knocking America or apple pie, you know? It's like everything that's wrong. I mean, are you with this country? Or against this country. Also, here, here. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure your motto is quantity over quality. So I would think that you'd at least get the quantity part right. So I'm, I'm still waiting on this third one here. Two in a row is pretty good, guys. I wouldn't call that a hitting streak. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the for the day that one of those beers falls off that chair handle. It's not. <laughs> it's not going to be long. It's not. No. No. I mean, you know. I mean, come on. Can't they even afford a table to set their beer on? It, look, look, they're they're an upstart show, low budget. Okay, just just give them time. We'll get those guys some Benadryl for whatever's itching their balls in the IV, <laughs> and uh, we'll help them out a little bit. Oh, cheap dip. <laughs> and then we're gonna move right in to a little Q and A. We'll get to know Mark and Earn. A little better. Uh, I think this is important because um, we 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 
met a few guys around the league. We've we've heard them on the radio now, and, and these two are um, definitely two of the big top dogs, you know. And uh, uh, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. I'm gonna jump. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. I just you know, I just I think it's 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 important to make a to make a point before we go into these. You know, this is as you say, this really is a big deal. I mean, not you know not only do we have these these two guys who, who nobody has really gotten a chance to know that well yet, but you know you're 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 talking about you're talking about three of our league champions, league champion teams right here. In fact, our first three, the 05 through 07 champions, are on this show. Yeah. And, and in fact, of course, Mark, the only the only GM so far in league history to have won both a BDL title and a Ripken Award. You know, these are this is you know uh, real accolades we've got here. Uh, the elite. Yeah. This, this is this is this is the elite. Um, and it, it, it's great to have you both on. I'm, I'm glad you take, took the time to. Uh, well, we're glad to be here. We really here are. And, and, yeah. Uh, but um, uh, John, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you get into that. To it, it there. And sure, sure. I'll kick it off. Uh, we were talking. I'll start with uh, the Rebels here with Mark. Um, and we know you're a legend here in the BDL. Uh, we all hear about the 2005 days. We hear about the inaugural Viking Championship and. Um, I mean, lately you've kind of kept this real cool image of just your whiskey and your red meat and and in your so subtle <laughs> southern roots, you know. And uh, you know what's going on? Are you just biding your time until the next Rebel Championship, or oh, it's coming? What's brewing inside our KG Rebel? It's on its way. It's on its way. Um, we're just holding with the pitching. That's that's the main thing right now. It's not performing. And. Mm-hmm. The batters right now are a little bit overperforming. I'll have to say. Um, <laughs> I think with um, well, one I'll call out is is Marquez. Uh I think he's finally going to step up and be what he can be. Um, Adrian Gonzalez the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple players that were picked up, which I was very surprised they were left out into the free agent market. Brandon Inge and Jason Bartlett have been extremely valuable this first month. Um, Inge is seven home runs, Bartlett's stealing bases, batting three fifty. Um, but the whole team has been hitting good. When I've got Adam Dunn hitting three hundred, life is good in Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And um and now a bunch of these questions are gonna they're gonna have the same kind of theme of, of you know, your tenure in the BDL. So right, right. I mean since you're, since you're a lifetime member, and, and a lot of things have changed since 2005, and we've had new members, we've had additions of teams and rule changes. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know kind of what you think of the transformation of the BDL. Were you a fan of ops and and, and other things? The on-base percentage, this is a big topic. It always has been, and we'll start with that one. Um, I'm not against that. As much, I think, as a lot of people, a lot of managers in the BDL think I'm dead against that. I'm not. It's just the fact that if you're going to include, you have batting average. And my biggest thing was uh, a lot of them said, let's do away with batting average. And go with on-base percentage, it includes batting average. Okay, it does. Okay, fine, I agree with that. The thing is, batting average, I'm very old school when it comes to this. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, when you win the Triple Crown, you don't include ops. You have the batting average, home runs, and RBIs. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, I don't want to see that. I'm a very traditionalist when it comes to stuff like that, and I don't want to see that taken away. Um, you know, I don't want to see things get into the instant replay method till you can't even call balls and strikes without having to have a timeout. So I'm a, I'm a little bit, you know, on that side with that. If you wanted to add another category along with ops, a pitching category, that would be something that would be considered. But all in all, the way it is right now, our scoring categories, I don't think they can be any better. I really don't. And then, and then other uh, other changes to the league, like uh, new members or uh, additions of teams. From we went from what twelve teams to up to sixteen now. Yeah. Um, well, we, well, actually, we went. Uh, uh, we went, of course, we had we had five. Oh, five! Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we just had five in 2005. The the second year, 06, we jumped up to 14, and then the following year we expanded for the last time to 16. So it was five, 14, 16. 
Yeah, I mean, what do you think is the competition now? Is, is it a lot better with uh, well, well, to me, what's, what's happened in the years since we expanded or the expansion year on up, what's been happening, and it, it actually would mirror what happens in Major League Baseball when you expand, there's a shortage. Mm. And the main thing is a shortage of pitchers. And I think that's one reason now why you see some teams with 6 and 7 and some teams with 12 and 13. It takes a little time when you expand and you go this big, and it's, it's starting to happen now that you're seeing players that all of our teams have that are becoming eligible now, that you either have to play them or drop them. You're, talking, the about minor, you're talking about minor leagues. You're talking about minor leagues. Now, within another year, this is going to make more parity within the league because there's going to be a bigger pool of players having to be put back into the player pool. Because yeah, our, with our drafts, and, you know, it's, it's come to the point. I've got two that's within about a month that I'm going to have to keep or put back in the player pool, which is going to give, you know, more players to choose from and will help some of the teams that need other players get more competitive. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and add, add to the fact that, that uh, uh, of course, you know, we, we've capped our, our minor league roster for, you know, uh, for the last time there at, at, at 20 uh, players so that, you know, there will be no room for further expansion to hold more minor league players to, you know, kind of keep hoarding what is found, um, which I know some guys are in favor of that. But, uh, frankly, I think it's going to add a, um, a, a new element of, of strategy um, to this league once that cycle kind of completes and, and you see those guys dumped um, back into the free agent pool. Well, you, you said the key word there in cycle. That's what's happening now. It, it's beginning to start that you're seeing players put back into the pool. And that's going to give some of the, I don't like to use the word weaker teams, because if you look at the standings right now, nobody's that weak. But that's going to help. It's going to help the parity, and um, and the teams get better. Yeah, well, I, a lot of what you've been talking about now is, is the pitching, and, and to focus on that, I mean, a lot of us now focus heavy on our starting staff, and um, with your team and Ern's team, and I, I go heavy now. Um, and we could say the trend probably directly points to you and, and the way you've traditionally set up your team. And I mean, can you give us some thoughts on how how you think it, you win a head-to-head fantasy league, or how you've adjusted over the over the past couple of years? Well, I'm I'm a pitching manager. You know that I think as well as anybody else. That um, this this is one thing I have always preached: is you've got to have pitching. You either win with quantity or quality. And the whole key is to have a mix of both. And that's very hard to do. That's very hard to have, let's say, you know, five number one starters along with 12 total starting pitchers. And if your big guns go down, okay, let's concentrate on two other categories we can win with quantity. Yep. Uh, it don't always work like that, but th- that's the theory. That's, that's the way I play it. And so far it's worked, and it's worked for Earn too. Earn, Earn has used that system. Um, since he came in the league. Mm-hmm. And there's been some weeks, I mean, he's had as many as 15 to 20 starts. And, you know, if he goes down in, in the run average and whip, well, you're going to have a hard time beating him in strikeouts and wins. I know those weeks very well right now. <laughs> so that's, yeah, exactly. We're having a tough week against the... Uh, exactly. The so basically that's my philosophy and as far as that goes. The, the pitching, I mean, I totally believe in, and that's... Always have, and I think most everybody in the league knows that. Yeah, it's coming around uh, almost everyone now. Yeah, and I think a lot of them, or most of them, are realizing that you you can have a ton of hitting, but the one thing that you can control more than anything is the pitching. You can control the matchups. You can control who you start. Okay, if I've got if Adam Dunn is 0 for 16, okay, I'm not going to bench him. He could hit three home runs tonight. Exactly. So I mean, you're, you're not got you don't have a whole lot with with the batters that you can maneuver unless someone's hurt or you know maybe the matchup is horrible, you know, lefty against lefty. The pitching you really can maneuver it though to your advantage um, if you've got the numbers to do it with. All right, now um, give us something on the Falcons Rebels rivalry. I mean, it's the oldest, it's probably the oldest rivalry out there, but I get I don't. I think it gets as much publicity as it may deserve. I mean, see, you have the spotlight now. 
what do you want to tell the league about your two teams, and, and what do you want to tell your good buddy, Earn, about the way this year will finish? Well, I honestly think both of these two teams are underrated as far as the division goes. Um, I mean, every year it, it, we're there, and mm-hmm. we're fighting right to the end. I think two years ago, I think 07 was a half game is what it ended. And last year I caught him at the last minute and passed him, if I can only figure out how to not play him in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> because all he does is kick my ass all over the field. Um, I can go in with the best pitching in the world, and I did that two years ago against him, um, and ended up with a seven earned run average for that one week against him, and I hadn't done that all year. And, you know, it's just, I don't know if they're afraid of the dungeon or what it is, but... Um, <laughs> It, it's always a good matchup, and if you look back at the records and you'll see when me and him have played, you'll see the 5-4-1s and the 5-5s. Five um, I mean, we just beat each other up. Um, neither one really has an advantage over the other. And a call to Earn, if you look at Earn's lineup this year, from his pitch into his batting, it is virtually a brand-new team. I, I saw that, too, entering the Look, year. I was very surprised. And look at what he's doing. Yeah. It's amazing. So, you know, I, and I pretty well held Pat with mine. Mine was, oh, there was a few little changes made, um, but they were more subtle changes. Okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to rock the boat. We're going to hold the line with what we've got. It's a good team. It's a young team in most positions. And Earn makes, I think, um, something in the neighborhood of 18 trades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's right, and he's right here at the top again this year. That's got to be commended. Um, Absolutely, I, and I think this is this is two of the best team rivalries in the BDL. Um, it, it is it is the premier rivalry. Absolutely. Okay? Now, now I, I I say that you know coming for me and and you know the the rivalry between the Generals and and the uh, Bulldogs, you know that that's that's well known around the league. You know we. Uh, we have this disdain for each other as far as fantasy baseball goes, and you know it, it, it's fun to play out to watch it play out. But um, standings wise and and competition wise, you know it, it doesn't get any better than Rebels and Falcons. It just simply does not. You're pretty well right. It's um, I mean every time that, that like I said when we go up, you look back, it's five four one or five five. I think occasionally there's been one, maybe two, six, three ones thrown in, but that's very rare if that happens. Um, and it's just a head-to-head slugfest every time. And so, um, and you're right with the with the Bulldogs and Generals. I mean that that's a very good rivalry now. Um, I'm still waiting for someone from the North to step up. <laughs> well, I'm waiting on the Wallabies and KCC rivalry. That will eventually happen, I think. <laughs> We're waiting. We'll be ready for them. <laughs> let me let me ask you this one final question. Um, All right. How how is old man Rebel feeling these days? Are we gonna? How you feeling? Are we gonna get you across the pond in one of these BDL events, or oh, uh, absolutely. the car? The car's gonna have to make it over there to some ice fishing tournament. Or? Well, I don't know. You know, I went out the other day to to go ice fishing, <laughs> and um, they told me all you had to do was you know knock a hole in the ice and go fishing. <laughs> It, t- it took all day to get that hole nice. Because it's a big boat you got to put in there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. I'm, hopefully within the next, let's say, year to 18 months, we may be back over there looking at you boys. Yeah, there's no no pressure, but uh, I know every everyone is excited to uh, get to meet you. And, um, I mean, that goes for everyone in the league as we're talking here to, to the league. Um, we we yeah. love these events. They're great. Well, we look forward to getting over there and going to the BDL events and, you know, really miss that every, every year you guys have that. Um, I'm sure you have a lot of fun, and I'd love to be right in the middle of it. Well, uh, we'll do a shot of whiskey for you. Hey, do that, do that, do that. All right. <laughs> what do you got, Scotty? Okay, Ern, it's your turn on the hot seat, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. 2006, Ern, um, or I guess really late 2005. You were you were referred to the league actually by Mark. Yeah. And what was 
was that your first real experience or the beginning of your experiences with baseball? Had you had any, any prior knowledge of the sport before then? Only softball as a kid. Softball. From the States brought it here, and we played that a little. Hmm. But nothing else, else but that. Well, since, since, since that time, since, since you've you know, become familiar with the sport, um, what, what have been your, your first impressions of it? What, what makes uh, you enjoy it? I, I am addicted to it. It's pitching mostly. Pitching? I, I wouldn't like to be the guy in the middle throwing the balls when 6,000 people watch. <laughs> oh, it's thrilling. I love pitching. Love to watch games. I watch That's games. awesome. Yeah. Well, no, to me, it's the best game in the world, really. Wow, that's so you know that's do it. That, that that that's that's actually you know that that sounds special coming you know coming from uh, uh, someone whose home is in in Europe. You know that's that's not usually the perspective of of uh, someone from you know across the pond. But um, you know it it is a really special game. Um, have have you developed a favorite major league team yet, or are you just kind of? Yeah, that's Boston. Boston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever you guys say. <laughs> because I drafted Ortiz the first year I was in and started to follow him, and I really like him as a player too. And ah, he's clutch. Yeah, he's. You know, I, I've, I've I've said for for years that David Ortiz, um, outside of just you know the the the, the raw raw ability there to begin with, you know, David Ortiz really reflects the whole team, the whole Falcons franchise. And that, and just like you said, Johnny, that one word is clutch. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, every year we look at the we look at the Falcons teams and think, okay, you know, they they look good. You know, not sure that they're going to get it done. This might be the year they fall off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know what? They always come through in the clutch. They always get it done in the clutch. And yeah, uh, you can definitely see that parallel there. And and uh, as, as many uh, games and frankly series <laughs> as Ortiz has, has won for you. Uh, Earn it. It's there. There's no uh, no surprise that, that he's among your favorite players. Oh. Ah, he's a team player too. He's a power hitter, but still he can pitch guys in without going for the home run all the time. So I really like that in him. Yeah, he's a team player. Well, how much how much time do you think you put into research for your team on on a daily basis or on a weekly basis? Oh my God! You wait to hear this. <laughs> between three and four hours at least every day. Every day, three and four That's hours. It. All year round. <laughs> no, I told you, I'm addicted to this. It's so fun. That's great. You got a little ways to go to catch up to me. No. <laughs> Ask Mark how many questions he hasn't had to answer. <laughs> oh, you just don't know. <laughs> That's great. No, now, Ernie, but when you're not, like, born into the sport, you have to read a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. When you're not you're not growing up and playing Little League and, and that, that sort of thing, you you, know, you have a different learning curve. But, uh, it's, I mean, you've without a doubt put, uh, put the time and effort into it to really learn the game fast because, you know, it's, it's, it showed. <laughs> <laughs> and a real, a real quick comment on that. If you would have seen me standing up demonstrating how you do a balk and you don't do a balk, <laughs> and what an infield fly rule means. Um, the video on that would be funny, but <laughs> yeah. But that That's is. Great. I mean, Ern is constantly questioning, constantly every every day. Um, he's constantly looking up players every day, and so he's putting his time in. I didn't think it was actually possible to explain a balk. I didn't, I didn't think that existed. Well. That was difficult because you got to explain what rubber is first. <laughs> All right, we'll save that for another show. Save that for another show. I tell you what, let, let's send that one over to the IB and let those guys work on that. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll send that topic in their direction. They're, they're more suited for that. Uh, there you go. There you go. Now, um, you know, Ern, we 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 have often, and by we I mean the whole league, speculated about. What exactly makes up your success? What what makes the Falcons successful? Because as I, as I said a minute ago, you know we look at your team every year and think it's a good team, but it, it it doesn't always on paper look like it. It really measures up to the perceived elite teams. But let's you know since we've got you here on the show, I, I want to hear it from from the man himself. 
what has been, in your opinion, the key to your consistent winning, not, not to mention taking home two consecutive championships? I always try to improve my team from the bottom. That's the most important thing. I'm not too concerned about famous names and good projections. I try to get the t team that's e even all the way through. Plus, I want, want a lot of starters. Right now, I have 15 I can use. Hmm. But, but having a, a shot in all categories, like stolen bases, saves, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But that, as an even team as possible. Try to avoid guys who have too long slumps and stuff like that. Right, right. But now this year is a little special since I have so many new guys and a, a lot of guys like Weeks, Cantu, ECR, Frankur, that I, I didn't know to start if they were going to produce. But so far they have. So this year I'm really happy about that. Hmm. I traded for a lot of big question marks really to be honest and took a shot at that since, since I needed to get much younger. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it's, it's nice that you um, you'd recognize that because there's so much success. It's, I mean, sometimes you have a tendency, or people have a tendency to kind of stand pat. And uh, I mean, because there is that that element of, of luck. And you say maybe next year um, my guys will bounce back. So I give you credit for for really going younger and um, picking up those new guys with question marks. Yeah. Well, I didn't have the guys to trade for big guns, so I needed to do it that way instead, so yeah. it worked out really good. But they will calm down my batters, I'm quite sure about that. If I end up with six or seven home runs a week, I'm happy. <laughs> now, Ernie, yeah, you, um... the way they started is brutal. <laughs> so ten home runs a week so far, that's not what I'm going to have. <laughs> for the rest of the season, I can say that already now. So, well, I'll throw in a side note on that. As of the end of week three, the Rebels and Falcons had each hit 36 home runs, <laughs> and were tied for first. Yeah, wow, not bad. <laughs> but having said that, uh, you guys are throwing in a lot too. Uh, I think 32 out of uh, out of the Generals, and help me out, Johnny. How many you got? 34. Uh, I don't have that number right on. <laughs> uh, I think you've got 34. So any, so anyhow, I mean that's that is a lot of home runs to start the season. Yeah. That will turn when the when the pitches come around again. I'm sure about that. It's been strange the start of the pitches this year. Now, Ern, we uh, you, you know, you know, we we've seen you focus very heavily on your your major league squad so far through, throughout the existence uh, of the Falcons. Um, not so much on, on minor leaguers. Um, now, I know everybody has their preferences, but uh, when, when might we see that change? Do you, do you think you're going to, to uh, put a stronger emphasis on building your farm team anytime soon? Yeah, not next. After this season, I traded all the picks away already, but after that, I will go for minus two. But it's hard to get to know the game, and for me, born here, it's like I have to focus on one thing to start with. It's not easy mm -hmm. to get into the minor system, too, so that will come. Sure. It's important to have that, too, and try you have to a copy. You have a copy of the uh, Baseball uh, Baseball America Prospect Handbook yet? No, but you can no. with me if you want to. <laughs> I will, I will. That's the best way to start. You start reading about these guys, you can't stop. Yeah. I promise. You get addicted to the younger boys. Oh, yeah. I know about you and that guy. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, Ern, uh, uh, one, one, one final question for you here from yeah. me. Um, if, if this is the year, and, and ju judging by the, the, the first month of the season, this, this does not appear that it is, but if this happens to be the year that the Falcons finally miss the playoffs for the first time, yeah. What direction do you see taking your team in? Would you reload and try again for the next year, or are you going to completely rebuild and, and start from scratch and try to try to build an, an, a new structured team? And no, the, the thing I will do is maybe get rid of some older guys, both starters and batters, but 
the base so far is really good. I'm going to keep like Cantu easy here, Francoeur, Victorino. I have, have really some good younger players too, so no, I won't rebuild completely. More maybe focus more on minus and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. I feel that I have a good base to build from now, so I'm quite happy with that. That's, that's, that's very apparent. You definitely do. Johnny, I think you have one more question to, to, to cap off the Q&A. Uh, yeah, well, this is more like uh, to both of you. Because um, recently we, we did, TMO did uh, our top five teams of all time. And and honestly, truly, without you know without any humility from you two, uh, we'd like to know what you think of those top five and maybe who, who would be your top five, where, where you would rank uh, the top teams in BDL history. Uh, okay, who you want to go first? Rank the top teams in BDL history. Ooh. I would say Richmond Rebel <laughs> is one of the top teams, and I don't like that you forgot his first win there when you have the one radio thing. But yeah, yeah. I mean, just 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 a, a, a kind of a, kind of a footnote to that comment. I mean, you know, there, there there's been a lot of talk, you know, about that and and, and leaving. Leaving that Vikings squad, that 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 title team, off of that list, and you know that that I, I thought we had explained it really on the on that particular episode of the show, but you know that that was not at all meant to be a, a slight to that team, you know, to the Vikings or, or the current Rebels. It was just a matter of um, you know there well, it's kind of difficult to explain to to the ones who weren't around uh, back then, and, and you know frankly, I, I, I Mark and I are the only two original members left. Um, but well, I, I wasn't around back then, and, and for me, it's just kind of hard to compare. Yeah, I, I don't really know a lot. That's just that's the main thing. That the league, the league was so so different back then. It was you know the scoring system was completely different. We you know we, we weren't head to head. We were roto. Um, it, it it was just so difficult and, and frankly almost unfair to compare any any team. And I I, I had a good team that year too. It was very close down to the wire between between my team and, and Mark's team, and it, 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 nope. it's it's so difficult to compare any team from from that 05 season. You know what I would say? Um, instead of instead of comparing like top teams like that, I would I would definitely think of Mark more in terms of like um, the best all-time manager because of his success and the duration. Um, I, I think that's I think that is absolutely. Accurate, yeah. And when you when you look at the course of the league, from from the first year to now, um, there there probably has not been a, a more consistent winner over the years than than Mark and and the Vikings slash Rebels. That that's that is absolutely true. And you generals is a team I thought did a big mistake after the loss to me to give up his team after that season. When you had what was it, 19 wins in a row? <laughs> he still yeah. talks about that today. Well, I mean, the, you know, we, after after that title title run, when when we made it to the finals there, and of course was defeated at, at the hands of the of the mighty mighty Falcons. Um, uh, you, you know, we gave up some some quality guys, uh, Joanne Santana included, but you know, we, we got some guys back who. Who I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm still using uh, and, and count on every day. You know, um, got back Jay Bruce, got back Ryan Braun, um, you know, Jova Chamberlain. You know, some of these guys who I, I felt I, I really wanted to inject some more, some, some youth back into that team. And and I, I knew we would be back to the to the elite level. It, it didn't happen as fast as I had intended to last year, but um, but uh, that that didn't concern me too greatly. Was it my top team you want? It's Richmond, General, Killer, and Dog, and then Falcon. I have to include myself. Uh, well, you absolutely should. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> if you see to the results and stuff like that, then active GMs and guys who trade a lot and win a lot and. One last thing for me, though, is I, I have a, my guess is that, that we will have a Wampler final this year. 
Ooh. Oh, my. Ooh, wow. <laughs> well, that's only if I don't have to play the Falcons in the first round. <laughs> if I have to play oh, in the first right. round, I'm going to go ahead and get tickets to Miami and just go on. <laughs> I'll take care of him in the first round. I ain't got some revenge coming. <laughs> Oh, I guess that's a thought with and I'll stick with it that so far. <laughs> what do you think, Mark? Well, I mean, I I think Ern was a little more upset over the over the top five than I was, but um, the one thing that that I can say to that was I know you guys used pure numbers to determine that. And I'll use a parody with the National Football League and say if you used pure numbers to determine the top five teams, the first two champions, the Green Bay Packers, would not exist. They only played 12 games, and their numbers wasn't that good compared to teams today. Hmm. And to me, the Packers are one of the greatest teams ever. And... You know, with that priority, that's kind of how I saw that. Is Scott's right? You can't you can't use the numbers we used in '05 to compare to six, seven, eight. I mean, there's no way to compare those types of numbers. And he's totally right. But the bottom line is, it's you know, it's not all numbers when it comes to that. I mean, if you look at a okay nowadays in the NFL, a thousand yard rusher, what is he? He's an everyday occurrence. He rushed for a thousand. So what? Yeah. If you look at that back in 1967, oh well, you know he's he's the king of football. So that's the way I kind of looked at that. Is you know it was a little bit slighted because of that. Uh, you just couldn't compare the numbers. Um, but as far as the top five teams go, um, Earn's top five, I would have to mirror that. Um, that would be pretty well not in any specific order. Um, I mean, Johnny, you would have to be very, very close to one. I mean, you're, you're consistent every year. And the consistency is what pays off. Um, okay, I missed a year of the playoffs. Scott missed a year. Um, Earn's not missed anything. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you got teams like that, Bulldog. Um although I think he goes as the Cubs go, but that's another story. Um, you know, the, the, the consistency has a whole lot to do with it. And um, But Scott's totally right when he says the numbers can't. You couldn't compare, so to speak, the modern era of the BDL to the original season. But the fact still remains that, you know, if, if you can leave out a, a, a league champion for a team that's not won a championship just on numbers, you know, I had little problem with that, but again, like I said, not as much as a few people did. I mean, okay, you know, brush it off and go on. You know what, I, you, you swayed me. I'm going to put the Rebels in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking the Generals out. <laughs> oh. Uncool. Oh, man. But no, that, that, that's kind of the way I've seen it. Um, I mean, no hard feelings to anybody whatsoever. I mean, no, yeah, no, we didn't. We certainly didn't mean any hard feelings. No, 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 absolutely not. I, and I don't, I haven't, didn't take it like that and still don't. But I just think it wasn't looked at as the way it should have been looked at with the example I gave with, with, the, with the 67, 68 Packers. I mean, nowadays you wouldn't even think of them as a you know top five NFL team. Um, but yeah, they were. Well, uh, it looks like we'll have to stay tuned for the second annual version of our top five all time video teams next year. Uh oh, uh oh, here it comes. <laughs> we got another year under our belt, and uh, we'll take a look at things. Well, after another year, who? Uh, who knows? It's going to be a very exciting year. Uh, I, I really believe it will. There, there's a lot of teams right now that, like we talked about to begin with, that are showing stuff that you didn't expect. And, um, you know, Epidemic Aggies, uh, those teams have jumped up really fast. 
Uh, if they continue, who knows what might happen. Uh, every loss is a, and I mean one game, one category, every loss could cost you a playoff spot. Yep. Definitely. And or a division title. Or a division title, which um, was proved. Yeah. Now, with, with um, when I won the division over earned by half game, um, and I can tell you exactly how I won it, where I won it, and what happened. Because Bulldog, Bulldog on Sunday of that week had a three-strikeout lead on me. And this was when we had the 40-player limit. And I went out and picked up two junk starters just for strikeouts. I beat him by two to get that category. I won the division by half game at the end of the year. That's so amazing. Every, every one of those count. Every one. Definitely. That's a great story. We need to have you on more to relive these PDL events. These <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> hey, always available. I remember when uh, Ruth pointed to the stands. <laughs> okay. It's great. No, it's great. It's like one of those uh, old-time BDL, you know, history moments. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Uh, maybe we should hire Ken Burns. We'll do a BDL documentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, guys, listen. It, it was. It was a really. It was a real pleasure to have you on. Uh, kind of a long time coming. We have been discussing discussing with both of these guys, bringing them on for, for several months now, and and uh, glad to finally get it done, and and uh, had a really good time, and, and, and especially glad to finally hear uh, uh, get to hear Earn for the first time. It was great, and it, it's always good to kind of put a voice or a face with these guys after after uh, talking smack with them for several years. Um, but uh, really enjoyed having both of you guys on. Great to be here. Really enjoyed it, and look forward to doing it again. Yeah, I... I my honor talking to you guys. Uh, I have a lot of respect for both of you. Well, next time we do it in Swedish, so then it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Perfect. Don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, okay, guys, um, uh, TMO will be coming hopefully to you, um, not directly from BDO Weekend, but we're going to try to uh, to do uh, to do a show at BDO Weekend and, and upload that uh, for you guys to hear. Um, uh, sometime the, in, in the few days following um, the Washington trip, so uh, look forward to that. And uh, again, it was it was great, and uh, hope to have you on again. But uh, you've been listening to two men on. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>